Yep. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Rose, where we're going, we don't need Rose. I feel the need for need for speed. Ow! Good morning, Vietnam! What country are you from? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English and what? We love some movie characters, and sometimes the best way to get into the characters we love most is to dig deep into their motives, their calling, their sense of self, talk about what they really want. This is movie typing where we select, engage, and unveil the intentions and drive of the greatest characters on film. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and personality typing expert. Hello. Oh, man. What's up? We're talking about mistyping today. Yep. So to set this up, lots of things you could talk about with interest about types of things that you enjoy. For example, you are a coffee guru. Yep. What's your favorite type of coffee? Uh, I don't know that I have a favorite. I have things that I don't like, mm. and I have my decisions are usually based on laziness. So, like, what's easiest <laughs> for me to get to make the thing into my system right now? <laughs> I do really like espresso though i drink a lot of just espresso straight espresso mm-hmm. yep. uh tj will know this i came i went to spain like 15 years ago and asked for coffee and milk and they gave me two shots of espresso with two shots of steamed milk mm-hmm. and my mind blew up yeah it, it was not, amazing and delicious not only was it on a machine that was like 300 years old yeah um but uh ooh, it, was, it was so tasty anyway um and just 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 for the record, yeah, I know that it wasn't 300 years old. We don't have to go into this. I'm not going to... He's making a point. I'm not going to correct it or anything. It's fine. Because espresso machines were invented. In the late 1800s, and what we know of didn't show up until the early 1900s. This thing looked old. It was copper, sure. and it weighed a 1,000 pounds, yeah. and it filled up a very small space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Favorite beer. You're from Northern Colorado. Yeah. The home of fantastic small batch. Not the birthplace, at least the nursery of microbrewing. Bringing over those Belgian recipes and Mm -hmm. making something amazing. My favorite beer I've ever had was actually a, uh, it was a collaboration between New Belgium and Novo Coffee. Really? And they made a Cascara Quad. And Cascara is like, Mm. it's it's a tea you make from the fruit of the 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 cherry that surrounds the coffee bean. Oh sure. Yeah. So you make this tea out of it and and New Belgium and Novo paired together and made a quad with cascara. Now was it both the fact that you were like this is brilliant that they've done this or it was also really a tasty beer? Both. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I was so happy that they did something different than just adding coffee into a stout. Yeah. And then it was just a phenomenal beer. My beer routinely bounces around, and it's normally a Northern Colorado beer, but I've gotten hooked on a 
beer out of Michigan, which is called Dragon's Milk mm-hmm. by the fine folks at New Holland Brewery. And it's, it's stellar. It's a, it's a very dark imperial uh, barrel-aged stout that mm-hmm. they just, it's incredible. Nice. Uh, favorite cereal? Favorite type of cereal. I need to get type in yeah, there. Yeah, favorite type of cereal. I like a lot of the really sugary stuff, yeah. but only as a treat. Yeah. So typically I stray t- more towards like granola. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a Fruit Loops commercial the mm-hmm. other day. I haven't had a hankering for Fruit Loops ever, but I looked True. at it and I was like, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's me and my wife are dieting this. I always <laughs> want to want the fruit cereals uh-huh. and I try them and they're disgusting to me. I yes. hate fruit cereals. What's your what's your favorite type of vacation? Type of vacation, all inclusive. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're going you're going down south and you want the resort. Yeah. I want to. I want to not have to carry my wallet around with me. Uh-huh. I want everything <laughs> to be taken care of. I want to go to a place where if I didn't leave my room for five days, it wouldn't be that big a deal. <laughs> that might be. I bet you both of our types really come out in, on this front. Sure. Because I want to one get away, yeah. and I want to do a ton of things, and I definitely want to see things. That I've never seen before. Sure. I don't want to sit next to a pool. Mm. I don't want to sit on a beach that is going to get boring. Um, if I'm down, if I go down south, I'm I'm in a I'm in the ocean with some scuba gear. Sure. Like I'm seeing something yeah. newer. I'm climbing in a forest. Yeah. Um, my favorite are obviously I go to historic places and nerd right. out on churches or American history or whatever. Mm-hmm. I drag my, you probably know this, but I dragged my, uh, no, my whole family went to Washington, D.C., and everybody right. was really excited about this. Everybody got to pick the thing that they wanted to do, and the one thing I wanted to do was go to Gettysburg, yeah. which is, you know, it's it's a it's a it's like two hours outside of Washington, D.C., so we're right. going to drive. We're going to see this historic, beautiful battlefield and all the rich history, and you can see, like, uh, you can just picture... Um, the the this is one of the decisive events in American history. Mm-hmm. We get out there, my my kids and wife, my wife who teaches American history at an American university, almost didn't get out of the car because right. you know, they're so bored. It's just a field. It's a field. It's a field. I I I get it. <laughs> But come on, it's just a field. We have fields at home. There's, there's, uh, yeah. But this is this is a little round top, and right here, thousands of men died right here. Yeah, and like two hundred <laughs> years ago, man. So, um, but I I was loving it so much, and nobody cared. And I was trying to point things and saying, things "Look at that cool say. thing." Yeah, great. That's another part of the field. It is. It's a crop of trees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's bigger than that because, like, all these armies like were targeting these trees, and then uh, no, no, it's, it's a crop, it's of, trees. A crop <laughs> of trees. <laughs> and I get it. I get it. But also, I agree with them. It's a field. Uh, favorite type of music? You got a favorite music type? I don't really. I I grew up in the '90s, so I listened to a lot of alt rock. But I'm a '90s music lover. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I'll walk into TJ's coffee shop, and if there's 90s music on, I will talk to the barista for way too long yeah. about whatever fun trivia hey, I depending know. Depending on the barista, they love that. <laughs> that's why. That's actually one of the fringe benefits. Some vocations, you get health insurance. Some vocations, you get to talk about 90s music, and right. I know which one I'm picking. Right, yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite type of pizza? Yes. Pepperoni. Easy. I'm a garbage pizza. 
I love You like pizza out of the garbage? I do. No, I like thin crust pizza that just has everything in oh, the kitchen okay, thrown sure. on it. Yeah. When when I was growing up, the local pizza joint mm-hmm. called Pepinos in in uh, Carbondale, Colorado, that was one of their styles. They just called it garbage mm. and it was just okay. we we're going to throw everything we have everything on top of this. Pizza. Sure. Love garbage pizza. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what's your favorite type of weather? <laughs> Uh, I am an autumn. I love like rainy, kind of cool. I love that. You and I are going to be the same person on uh, on some of this, aren't we? Sure. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> What's There's your a reason we're friends? <laughs> That's right. So we go walking in the autumn hand in hand. Oh, I love that. Uh, what's your favorite type of party? That was. Oh, that's ah. Uh... That one's tricky. I'm all over the place. So Kelly had a great answer to this. Uh-huh. It's the kind that gets canceled and I get to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so I did the the etymology study of type today mm-hmm. just to, to get us rolling since we're talking about mistyping. Yeah, great. Type is all over our language. Yeah. From typesaying to typecast to typewriters to this is a type A personality mm-hmm. to archetypes or stereotypes or prototypes. Uh, you uh, you have you mess up on the paper and it's a type O, right? Right, and when it comes to the enneagram, typing ends up being a huge part of the vocabulary. It's a it's a term that has to do with your motivations, what propels you, how you see the world. And the hope here is that if you are likewise trying to figure out your type, or if you want to think about the skill set of helping others who you're in conversation with to find their type. Here are some of the ways that that might uh, take place. These are some of the ways that you might do this. Any thoughts on, on, on what needs to take place when you're in conversation with another person who's trying to figure out who they are? Uh, yeah, I'm immediately thinking about um, this is tremendously unfair because the people that we're talking about are not in the room. And so it's all speculative. It's all uh, our own opinions of what we see from them. Um, so when doing this kind of thing, like like we've said before, you, you're not supposed to type other people. You, this is a bad practice. But as an example of like how to help someone else navigate this for themselves, there might be some good clues here. So as a side note, sometimes being typed is one of those things that we're averse to. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't sit well with us. And philosophy ends up being all about large categories. Categories are essential to language. Categories are about inventorying everything so that you can talk about it. And in philosophy, what type is, it's, is type is about what category something falls into. So if you are a type, then... There's something that's true about you. So one of the most famous arguments uh, comes from Aristotle, and he says, all men are mortal. Premise two is Socrates is a man, and therefore... Socrates is mortal. And you know that without seeing Socrates die. Right. You know that of yourself. If you are a human being, then you are mortal. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to know what the end of the story is. You know something about yourself given your type sure. your type is a human being that's one of the categories you fall into i mean unless and you're a highlander but that's a different thing <laughs> so one of the benefits to being typed seems to me to be on this front 
it's actually a great good for you to know that you're mortal, for me to know that I'm mortal. In our culture, if you're typed, if I type you, if I put categories, if I put labels on you, then somehow you are taking away my freedom or you're taking away my individuality or you're putting me in a box or you're you're taking away my ability to be myself. And that might be the negative way of thinking about typing. Mm. But there is a positive way to think about typing. There's benefits from knowing your type. Mm -hmm. You know that you're mortal. You might know some other things. Like when typing with the Enneagram, what are some of the benefits and values that you experience from knowing that you share a pattern with these other people? Well, I, I identify with the type nine. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed about learning more and more about this is, is hearing other people describe things that I've experienced in for my entire life and never really had the words or uh, the understanding to recognize what that was. Um, I also have a chronic pain disease. And, and one day I realized that the, the experience I had standing up in church as a child was not because of my being a lazy kid. It was, it was a direct, like I remember that specific feeling and it has to do with my disease. And so when I am learning more about nineness and seeing some of these sort of patterns and behaviors in my own life after hearing them described by other people, it's like, oh, that makes sense of this thing that I've never understood before. And I also know there are other people like me. Yeah. Uh, Tim Coons used an illustration a ton of times uh, in my hearing where he was talking about how airline pilots will routinely radio back to p- to planes behind them, mm-hmm. telling them about the weather they're experiencing. Yeah. Because... They fly in uh, essentially this down the same highways in the air, as it were. But part of the reason they do is so that they can communicate, hey, you should look out for turbulence. Hey, you should look out for these things ahead. And it's very helpful because they can go around them. They can prepare. They can tell the, the people who are sitting in, in the back, hey, it's time to, to put your seatbelt on, et cetera. The ability to hear from other people, hey, I'm... 82 years old and this is what I experienced when I was in my 60s mm-hmm. and I'm just like you can be real helpful yeah yeah and uh, part of our, our the way that we talk about uh, type and and some of these things is within Enneagram circles has to do with recognizing that everyone else has a different lens and so hearing that other nines, look at the world this way is great and hearing that ones don't look at the world that way also like like i have a type and also everyone else has a type so learning more and more that that my lens through which i see the world is a specific way and is different from other lenses that's one of the most helpful things that I learned really on, early on in my relationship with my wife is that what she's really good at is something I don't have to be really good at. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that was a hang up for me, but it was being able to say, this is who you're not mm-hmm. is so helpful with typing. Now yeah. you have to jump into the system right. and be willing to say, this is 
um, the box I'm already in. Mm-hmm. But once you once you can jump in and say, look, this is just the box I'm in, it allows you to say, and this is who I'm not and I'm never going to be and don't need to worry about because who you aren't isn't interesting. Right. That's a Rob Bell quote, by the way, but I love that quote. Who you're not isn't interesting. Who you are really is interesting, and Enneagram gives you language for. Here's your, here's, here's your best self, given those who have gone down this same path. Yeah. Maps for growth. Shared experience. Um, tools for overcoming the conflicts that we all experience. And being able to know, hey... Joe experiences the exact same kinds of conflicts and yet has navigated those conflicts with these tools. Man, that could be, that's just gold right there. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk about typing. Uh, typing is an ancient word. Typos is a Greek word. The root in Greek means uh, a mark being made by a blow. So if you were to take a hammer and you hit the wall, the what's left over in the wall is a is a type is a typos okay. um it's a dent or it's an impression sure and so this word is applied to images and and statues it's like this piece of stone has been impressed with an image and real early on like you actually see it in ancient languages so for example the bible is written in koine greek and you'll see um, the word typos used about the example that somebody has set. So like Peter is an example or Adam is a pattern or Paul is a model for something. And it's all using that same word typos. Uh, your type is this pattern. You should be imprinted with this same way of doing things. And of course, the the word type has been taken into our language primarily through how we communicate with print um you have Mm. a typewriter it's Mm. typeset what's interesting is for a typewriter you have you have the characters Mm -hmm. right character actually comes from an almost identical greek word um having to do with with an engraved mark here's here's the point in the enneagram our type refers to what motivates us so when i say i'm a type one or i'm a type six what i mean is i'm the kind of person with this kind of imprint, with this kind of you know disposition, or the 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 mark on me looks like this, and from it, I live into the world. Or perhaps you could say I am this type of character, or I'm this I fall into this kind of category. And since I exist in that category, you can predict certain truths about me. People who have been marked in this way generally function in the world in predictable patterns. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Um, so before we start, let's restate some rules. Yep. The rule for typing other people. The number one rule for typing other people is, is don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. It takes a lot of self-control. Yep. Probably uh, requires some some discipline and yeah. thoughtfulness about the other. Yeah. Why is it helpful not to type other people? Because at... At best, you are telling someone else information that they should be discovering on their own. At worst, you're putting someone else into a box that, that, that they're not actually in. Yeah. I've, I've studied this in other places, but judging other people is really about my trying to control others. Yep. 
And yeah. that actually releasing control, my need to control other people is actually the mark of a healthy person. Mm -hmm. uh, inviting others to find their best self actually can be a place of connection. So why not go down that path if you really care about so-and-so's type? Yeah, in, invite them to, to study their, the material, to, to become a Enneagram nerd if they really want to, and be totally open to them saying no. Yeah, yeah. That's... I've heard one person say recently that it was uh, their approach is something like, hey, I'm learning this about myself through, through this tool. Mm. Um, I, I have this disposition for doing X, Y, and Z. And then if there's any interest from the, the person on the tool, then you can say, well, it's this thing, and here's a great book. Here's a great podcast. Here's, yeah. here's something you can look at for yourself. Here's some resources that are interesting to me. Here's, here's a podcast about the Avengers. Anything else? I so. Uh, so hey, here's the thing about us. We communicate through the Twitter at Enneagram Circle, and we are on Instagram at Around the Circle Podcast. If you like the podcast, uh, take two minutes right now. Subscribe. If you really care about this, just share it with a friend. A couple of quick things. We'll release a episode about once a month on a new deep dive into into characters that TJ and I really dig. Uh, you can find all of the links to all of our stuff at aroundthecircle.org. Events that we have, ways to jump into finding your own personality type. And as always, stars, reviews, these are always appreciated and help people find our work. Uh, and that's what I got. You got anything else? I got nothing, man. Straight to the chopper! He's TJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. I'm Jeff Cook. We'll see you next time. Why so serious? I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs>